Welcome to day 23 of the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorites. I have no reason or no excuse to tell you why this is one of my favorites. I just know it holds a special place in my heart. And if I could order the uh, entire Blu-ray set that Full Moon put out for it without breaking the bank... I would buy it in a heartbeat. I just had this, the series, this franchise just holds a special place in my heart. Um, but none more than the first film in the franchise, Puppet Master, 1989's Puppet Master. And the basic premise of this one, if you're not familiar with this movie, is psychics find themselves plotted against by a former colleague who committed suicide after discovering animated murderous puppets. Now, that's not really a great uh, premise. Or synopsis. Um, that's the IMDb synopsis, and uh, it was they had like three of them up there, and it was the one that was at least the least uh, too detailed uh, description without giving too much of of the uh, the facts away of the film. If you've not been familiar with it, um, so let's go ahead and play you the trailer for this one. of mysteries. This hotel seems to have quite a history, Mr. Who are you people? A research team with special powers. <gasps> My God. She's experiencing the past. Because we are all joined by our thoughts. <gasps> has uncovered an ancient secret. I have something I want to show you. <laughs> Metaphysically speaking, I killed myself. <gasps> but they are playing with an evil force. What would you do with the power? You can't save her, Alex. They have given life to a deadly power. We're all in danger. And now a box of little toys. I think someone's in the room, Frank. Has become a gang of little terrors. Pinhead. Blade. Ms. Leach. Jester and Tunneler. Irene Miracle, Paul Lamatt, Barbara Crampton, and William Hickey as the Puppet Master. All right, guys, so let's delve into this one. So uh, I know the Barbara Crampton uh, credit there is probably a little uh, misleading uh, because, in fact, I didn't know she was in this one until just probably not that recently uh, until that recently. She has just a very small role in it. She's a woman at the carnival, um, but she has a bigger role to play in kind of the alternate timeline relaunch of Puppet Master um, that Fangoria is involved in. Uh, Puppet Master Littlest Reich, she plays uh, a cop in that one. Uh, so she has a much bigger role in that versus this one, but it is kind of nice to to have her. She She's, a, you know, kind of a full moon alum, uh, indie horror alum, 
with uh, having roles in Reanimator, um, Castle Freak. Yeah, she's, you know, We Are Still Here. She's in that. Uh, she's in Puppet Master Lilith Reich. Um, she's, she's definitely been around from beyond. She was in your next, um, uh, she was in, in channel zero, uh, beyond the gates. I mean, she's tales of Halloween. She's been around in the, in the horror genre for a very long time, very talented actress. Um, but if you blink, you might miss her in this original film. There's even in shopping mall. I forgot about that. Um, but Yes, so this movie opens up kind of right at the end of World War II with Andre Toulon, um, who is uh, a puppet um, master, you know, for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, he, he's a puppeteer. He makes puppets. He does shows. Uh, and he's kind of living at the hotel in Bodega Bay. And uh, his toys or his puppets can actually come to life. And this is due to some type of formula that he is, or technique that he has developed that the later movies in the franchise really explore and really kind of shift the narrative around, um, with the, the first two movies where the, the puppets are very, uh, antagonistic, uh, pretty much the bad guys. Uh, but then when you get onto three and four and so on, they're, they're not so much as evil as they're more kind of anti-heroes. Um, but they are, I, I, I don't know that this movie just really, really wins me over. It's got a lot of charm and it's definitely one that as a kid and even into my early teens, um, when it would be on TV, I would watch it for a bit and then I would have to turn it off. Cause like it would be more like the dream sequences that, uh, Paula Matt's character Alex has, um, where he is seeing their their friend who has commu- committed suicide, um, doing some really weird dance stuff and and whatnot. But, anyways, kind of getting back to the opening of the movie, um, Andre Toulon is kind of warned that these Nazi agents are. Uh, coming and instead of letting you know his secret fall into their hands he uh, kills himself he hides his puppets away and he kills himself so now we flash you know 50 years into the future we're in 1989 and each of our uh, main characters kind of get a psychic uh, message about their friend I believe that's that's Neil Gallagher's uh, the character of Neil Gallagher um that he has passed away. And so they all come to Bodega Bay to kind of honor him and also kind of just investigate uh, the hotel, that they know about this kind of sordid history uh, that was involved there and that that he had found the puppet master. He had found Toulon's secret. And um, as, you know, the story progresses each of the characters start kind of getting picked off one by one. The story is fairly weak. Um, that it, it definitely, the sequels really kind of help boost it. Um, I find the concept really intriguing. And in fact, um, I would love to see an actual kind of reboot of this movie, a remake of this particular film. Like I, I liked, um, 
Puppet Master Lilith Reich, but I, I, that one itself has some issues that really uh, kind of upset me. And that, yeah, I mean, I own it, and I've, I, I do need to rewatch it. But uh, I was, a, I was left a little disappointed, um, but also wanting more. So, I mean, it, it did do some justice to the Puppet Master franchise, but I also like that it is in its kind of own. Uh, timeline. It's it's kind of an alternate history. So you can still have that movie and the other mainline Puppet Master movies exist without it really clashing with each other. So it's not so much as a remake as a reboot and, and taking into different, uh, different account uh, of a different timeline. Um, so this movie is only an hour and a half and uh, it's it feels very under underdeveloped in the story. We have no kind of setup for Neil Gallagher's character. Um, although we get, um, you know, kind of some backstory and some stuff kind of intermixed in between. And we have all of our main psychic characters. And really the only one that gets a whole lot of focus is Paula Matt's character. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get some bits from like Dana, who is the, um, the mind reader or not the mind reader, but the crystal ball type, uh, gypsy, uh, carnival worker. Uh, and I like her character a lot, but I don't think she gets nearly developed as much. Um, we have Neil's wife who is invited everyone to, um, to, to kind of stand this vigil. Uh, then you have like Frank and Carissa who are, a weird couple. Um, yeah, if you've seen the movie or if you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about when it gets to kind of their, their bedroom scene that, uh, that gets very interrupted, uh, very badly for, for them both. Um, so I, I just like it, it, once they get, once they get to the hotel, the story just like kicks into like fourth gear or sixth gear, whatever gear. And, uh, and just goes from like zero to 60 and then the movie's over. Like it doesn't spend any time kind of developing the history of Bodega Bay, uh, exploring Toulon's past. Like I said, the later sequels do that, especially when you get to two and three. Um, but we don't know how Toulon came up with this formula how he was able to reanimate the puppets, why the Nazis wanted his formula. I mean, it's, it's, it's evident, but you know, we don't get that within the story. Um, we don't know why he created puppets like blade and like pinhead and tunneler, uh, and miss leech. Like, why would you create these puppets that have like pinheads got incredible strength? I mean, he can punch you out and he's just a tiny little doll. Blades got all these blades, uh, you know, can cut you up. Tunnler's got a big giant drill on his head. Uh, so, you know, why, why would you create these puppets with these, um, characteristics if not to use them in either self-defense or just to create, uh, utter mayhem. So, uh, I wish there would have been more within this film, uh, more development, into the background or into the history of Toulon or just, just even you could have an exposition scene where, um, you know, they, they talk about who Toulon was, how he learned his craft, how he learned this or why, where did he learn this kind of secret? 
Um, and then, you know, then to kind of go in and talk about who Neil Gallagher was as a person, he wasn't a great guy. Like, in all honesty, I don't know how these people were friends with him. They all seem to have some kind of disdain or distaste for him. And then you have some chemistry between um, Alex and uh, Megan, uh, Megan being Neil's, you know, wife, widow, which was an, you know, an aspect of the film I really, I really liked, but I don't think that that even got developed enough. Like there was a romance aspect to this film uh, that didn't get to go anywhere because of budget constraints, because of time constraints. Now this is a full moon movie. So full moon is very well known for low budgets, short films, uh, exploitative films, um, you know, one's not with, you know, huge budgets or grand stories. I mean, if you, if you're familiar with them, they hold, for some reason, full moon really kind of holds like not just the puppet master series, but full moon, uh, movies hold a special place in my heart. Uh, like I remember watching some of their knockoff kids ones and, uh, like there was a, a film that was kind of like a time travel one. Uh, and I would rent that like all the time as a kid. And I mean, it wasn't particularly great. Like I can watch it today still be like, Oh yeah, there's that. There's those things I enjoyed about it, but it not being necessarily a great film overall. There wasn't like another one that was like a phantom. uh, I think it was called like phantom town. And it was like these kids looking for their parents and it was in like an old West town, but it looked like, you know, it, it had been transplanted from time. And then they, it, there was like actual like aliens involved and, uh, you know, so it was like these just kind of brand of films that are low budget uh, under the wire, just films out there that went straight to like DVD or VHS, uh, just to turn a quick buck. And like the, the man himself, Charles band, um, you know, is, is the one who's responsible for a lot of these films. Um, he wrote puppet master and then puppet master was directed by David Schmoller. Um, and band would go on to kind of write and direct some of the later films. He's done a lot of the other full moon movies. Um, uh, David DeKal is one of them, you know, so it's full moon's kind of got its own little film family. Uh, and they all kind of work on their own projects or work on the same projects. Uh, and they're still turning out movies today. Uh, surprisingly. Now, if you get like the full moon channel on Amazon, you can get some movies on there that you probably don't want to necessarily be watching. Um, or or that's your intent to be watching, but uh, it's what comes with the subscription, unfortunately, but they've done some other movies, like some ones I find really fascinating, like shriek, uh, there's one that's uh, like Definition of Fear I found that was really, uh, really good. They actually have a found footage one. Um, I think it's called Real Evil, R-E-E-L, uh, Real. And I like that one. It's kind of creative and 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 fun. Um, so they've they've got some movies that like you got you got to go in with very low expectations for them, which I think a lot of people do when it comes to Full Moon. Uh, I think they even did Castle Freak. Uh, they were the studio behind Castle Freak as well. Uh, and uh, they, but there's just a certain charm, just like, like I'm saying with Puppet Master, it, it's got some very strong flaws. Its story's not well developed. Its characters aren't well developed other than, you know, Alex uh, and, and Megan a little bit. Uh, but the other psychic characters aren't, 
the kills are pretty good. I mean, it's very low on the gore effects, but... Uh, considering that they're working with small puppets and then some scenes are kind of claymation-esque uh, stop-motion type scenes, they do a really good job. And and with the budget it had and with what the final product came out to be, it's still very enjoyable. I, I still watch it to this day. Um, I don't get the scares that I, I had as a kid, but I mean, and when I watched, when I would have come across it on TV, I would be terrified of blade and and of uh tunneler these guys would would just terrify me um and yet i i couldn't turn away from the tv sometimes sometimes i would have to turn it off it would get too kind of freaky for me um but overall like it was just a film series that that interests me a whole lot and then later on in in life as i grew older and kind of delved more into the horror genre and devouring every movie I could. Um, I expanded to the sequels. Now I own all the, I think most of the sequels on DVD, but I do want to get them all on Blu-ray. And unfortunately the only way to get them all on Blu-ray is like to spend like $300 on their box set. It's a really cool box set because it's in the shape of the, uh, of the puppet trunk. But I just I can't justify spending that much money on th- those many movies. Um, but another fun a little fact: uh, William Hickey plays Andre Toulon for just this first one. If you're not familiar with who William Hickey is, he was the evil scientist um, in the Nightmare Before Christmas. He does the voice of him uh, of the scientist in that. Um, he was in an episode of The Outer Limits. Uh, he was in The Maddening. He was in Major Pain. Um, definitely an actor. I'm sure you, you, if you have Tales from the Dark Side, he was in Tales from the Crypt. He was in uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, if you saw him on the screen and you heard his voice, you knew who you would know who he was. Um, so he was really great even though he's very small role in this film uh is really great in this one and that's why like when in the sequel uh um they kind of make Toulon more villain now it's it's very uh easy to kind of write off or to be able to explain it as well it was it was corruption of the way he was brought back to life uh and it's also you know he's basically a a decayed body at this point um that you know his mind is kind of warped and he's kind of become more villainous and he's kind of lost lost his mind uh but i like that the later films and the actor who plays toulon in the later films kind of turns it around and uh we we learn more of his history we learn about his time in germany uh why uh the nazis were after him how he got his formula who he used his formula on to kind of bring back. Um, So I really do like where the franchise goes. I think up until um, six is the last one that is kind of of the main line. Seven is weird. And then um, trying to think, what is eight? Eight might've been retro puppet master. And then I know like nine and 10 are where you start getting into the modern day ones that go back to kind of right after Bodega Bay. Uh, and those ones, they, they don't quite work 
um, for me as, as well. They don't have the same sense of charm and they're trying to fit it within a box of keeping it within this timeline. But, um, and then you get pup puppet, uh, master littlest Reich, which we may or may not discuss about, uh, during the rest of the month, but we will at some time on the, uh, on the podcast. Um, I, the one that still, I think really kind of stands out as my favorite is this first one. Cause it is the one that introduces us to these iconic characters, uh, that gets the franchise kicked off for a franchise that has been now running for 30 years. Uh, and we still have puppet master movies coming out low budget as they may be, or more rebootish as they may be. But I feel also like this is a franchise that is prime for a mainstream reboot. I think that there's enough work that you can do to this first movie to kind of flesh it out, uh, expand it more, uh, develop the, uh, the hotel character. I mean, like, even though the hotel is not an, you know, an animated character, it, that it is a character in of itself. Um, you know, the first two movies are focused there. Uh, the, th- the fourth and fifth movie are, uh, pretty much focused there. So I, I really think like that is of character in of itself. So I think that if you kind of built it up, uh, you know, you start out the movie with, with more of a, of a, um, explanation of who Toulon is, why he has these puppets, uh, and then kind of him arriving at Bodega Bay and, uh, getting set up there, kind of being a permanent resident at this hotel, then bringing in the Nazis and then kind of flashing forward, uh, doing some exposition about these psychic characters, uh, you know, showing us stuff about Neil, why he was going to Bodega Bay, what, what he was searching for, why he was searching for it, uh, develop our psychic characters more. I think you could easily make this maybe almost a two hour movie to get more exposition out there, more background, more development, which is, I think this movie is seriously lacking from, but, uh, could benefit as well. So for my rating on this one, because it does hold a special place in my heart, I think I have to give it a four, um, just because I, it, it did scare me so much as a kid. Um, and, it built a love for this franchise for the studio itself. I don't think I would really have gotten into full moon movies had, um, I not seen puppet master, which means then I wouldn't have been introduced to the great intruder. Um, the, the, I think it's the like almost lone, uh, grocery horror film out there. Um, although I do think of alien Raiders, but that's more sci-fi. It's got horror elements to it, but, um, you know, movies like Shriek, uh, Killjoy, uh, um, gosh, numerous other ones, Real Evil, uh, Definition of Fear, um, what else have we got out there? Uh, gosh, Seed People, um, the two ones from when I was a kid I mentioned, um, you know, they, they actually have a library of film that you can just, you can have it on and you can just relax and enjoy the movie. Like you're not having to think high budget. You're not having to think, you know, is this got some deeper philosophic meaning? Um, so, 
I recommend it if you have access to Full Moon. It may be streaming on Prime for free. Um, actually, I can just check that one second. It is not. A, it doesn't look like it is streaming on Prime for free. Um, but if you have a Full Moon subscription, you have access to it through there. Um, so I recommend you guys checking this one out. I think you will enjoy it. And apologies for the the uh, the ding there and that ding there um it's gonna be too hard to just kind of fit in there and edit that stuff out but all right guys we'll see you on day 24